it about this band in particular that just had that kind of magical community? I still don't know. You're one of my favorite people ever. When I'm on my deathbed, I'll be thinking about Cat Saunders. <laughs> and I just think it's amazing that a band can do that. It's been almost 15 years since we met and the better part of a decade since we've actually had a conversation with each other. But Kat has always remained one of my favorite people that I've ever had the pleasure of knowing. And I wouldn't know her at all if it weren't for the White Stripes. While I was inadvertently introduced to this band during Guitar Club in grade 7, it was Kat's dad that first told her about the White Stripes. Well, the first time that I heard about the White Stripes was from my dad, who at the time had infinitely much better taste in music than I did. I was in 7th grade and listening mainly to whatever was popular on the radio, uh, but didn't really feel any sort of connection with that kind of music. It was just because it was what they played at our terrible middle school dances. And my dad kept trying to, I think, encourage me to listen to better music um, and music that he was invested in. And he had started listening to the White Stripes, I think, about a year before that. Um, This was in, I think, 2004, so a year after Elephant had come out. And he had been listening to that album a lot had kept, and it kept trying to kind of push it on me. And, you know, I didn't think my dad was cool at all back then and didn't want anything to do with it. But eventually um, I went on a trip to New Orleans with my mom and there used to be a Virgin Megastore. And I wound up actually buying Elephant there on a whim just because I don't, something about the album artwork really captivated me or caught my eye. And I just decided, you know what, my dad's been going on and on about this band. Maybe I'll give them a chance. And that was the first time I properly sat down and listened to them. And while Kat's dad was excited that she finally took a suggestion, he never expected that this band would affect her to the extent that they did. I think he wasn't sure um, what to think at first, because essentially I listened to this album and it became a full-blown obsession. And I think he just thought that I would be like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool. I don't think he was prepared for the shitstorm of my fangirlishness. And she found herself captivated by more than just the music. Well, I mean, the music, obviously, but I think maybe more so than even just that, um, the mythology surrounding the band. I mean, I was pretty gullible, and so I, I had a hard time parsing whether, you know, whether they really were brother or sis, brother and sister or, you know, an, a formerly married couple. And I remember just trying to Google that uh, frantically, trying to come up with some definitive proof, and then, of course, not believing whatever proof that I found. So, but Jack White says that they're brother and sister, so they must be, even though there were, you know, marriage certificates and divorce uh certificates online. I don't know, but I guess because Jack White had cultivated that kind of air of mystery about them and this, uh, like alternate origin story of the band, I was really interested, I think, in uncovering that. If you were a hardcore White Stripes fan in the early 2000s, chances are you were a member of their internet message board, The Little Room. It was a place where you could talk about the band, trade bootlegs of shows, share way too much about your personal life with strangers, and maybe make some friends. Some members even ended up marrying each other. And Teenage Cat wasted no time and decided to join the little room as soon as she possibly could. Well, they had age requirements, I think. And I think it was as soon as I hit the age requirement, which was 
the summer I was 14, which was like way too young to be fucking around on message boards. But my parents, God help them, they were clueless. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They, I wasn't supposed to be doing that at all. But I would just clear our computer history when I was done posting, you know, or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I was 14. But she didn't really expect the little room to give her as much as it did. I mean, at first it started off. I mean, I was getting out of it what I expected, which was people to talk to uh, about, I guess, our our nerdy hobby. Uh, For some people, I think it was even a passion, exchanging, you know, obscure bootlegs from a specific show and which version of that show is the best version, you know, all of that kind of stuff that that nobody else would ever want to talk to you about in your real life. I mean, my dad liked the White Stripes, but didn't need to hear, you know, different recordings of the same concert to assess which was the best. I mean, his, his interest in the band didn't go as far as mine. Um, so initially, that's really uh, what I was getting out of being on the forum. But then there was a section for other bands, which introduced me to a ton of other bands that I'm not sure I would have ever had access to if not for listening to the White Stripes. Kat didn't just get exposed to other bands through the message board. She also got exposed to other people, too. I think part of the reason why I sought it out to begin with was I felt really lonely in the town where I grew up. And, you know, you know that I grew up in a small town in Ohio. And it seems weird to say that people didn't really listen to the White Stripes and that was kind of obscure music. But at the time that I got into the band, it was. And... I just felt like other people weren't really interested in the type of music that I was. And so first having people to share that with, just having an outlet, I guess, because I didn't, I had friends. I don't want to make it sound like I was friendless, but I didn't have friends that I had interests aligned with in the way that I, that I had that with people from the little room. And I was lucky enough to be one of those people. I feel like it makes no sense to start with you because... You were the first person who I, like, would talk to on the phone, which I think was a big deal because, I mean, nobody likes talking on the phone in this day and age, I feel. And there was something, I think, like, very intimate, too, about having somebody hear my voice. I don't know why. I mean, mm-hmm. we were all exchanging all kinds of personal information, uh, typing it out, but, I mean, it, it doesn't feel as intimate, I don't think. And... There was something, too, about my mom and dad, you know, they're like, oh, you can never give your phone number out to a stranger. But I think something about you being, like, a little bit younger and also a girl made you seem non-threatening. So I was able to, like, actually, because it never, you know, would have occurred to me to just give you my phone number without telling my mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but uh, that was, I think, our friendship was, like, when the friendship started to come a little bit away from just the digital. So... That was, I think, the, the first, like, market transition, if that makes sense. And then there were some people, honestly, no one I was that close with, who I met uh, mostly at concerts. And I, you know, I still keep in touch with a lot of those people, uh, uh, not so much on the little room, but on, you know, Facebook or other social media platforms. Kat's love of the White Stripes also strengthened her relationship with her dad, and music is still something that they bond over. Like most teenagers, I was skeptical of my parents, to say the least, and especially skeptical that they knew anything cool about either whether it was TV, movies, music. And after listening to The White Stripes, I was like, okay, maybe I should take his uh, 
suggestions a little more seriously. And, you know, from there, he would talk to me a lot about, from interviews, having read uh, some of the influences on the White Stripes. And so he, I was like 14, and he had me down in the basement listening to Captain Beefheart records with him. And initially it opened up him showing me other music, a lot of it that informed the sound that the White Stripes had created, like MC5, you know, all of, all of the good stuff that was already a part of his his record collection, but not yet a part of, you know, what I was listening to. And then when I was about 15, I started getting interested in going to concerts. And, you know, I'd already said really not that many of my friends were interested in going with me. So, and we were underage too. And so we needed an adult and my dad was not just okay with going, but excited to be there with us. And so that was something that brought us, I think, close together being at some really great shows, uh, like Dirt Bombs concerts at a dive bar in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something for us to do together. And I think a common interest opens opens it up for you to talk about, about like more emotional stuff, which is something he and I didn't really do a lot of up to that point. And we still go to concerts together. I mean, I feel really close to him, and a big reason why, I would say, is from sharing music at a critical point. If I had kept listening to that top 40 stuff, I'm not going to say I would have never been close with my dad, but I think it was a natural organic shared interest that we have. And it's something that's ours. I mean, my mom likes okay music, but if I'm going to ask somebody for recommendations out of my parents, it's always going to be my dad. As our teenage years came to an end, so did our infatuation with the band. And while our younger selves would currently be in much disbelief, Kat and I both agree that the White Stripes are like the foundation, but they aren't the house. I think that I definitely felt like I had outgrown them by the time I even had started college. Like, I just noticed that I wasn't listening to them at all. I I feel like what I was listening to directly stemmed from them. I also got into Blanche, and that mm-hmm. was really the first time I'd listened to, I guess, like alt-country or folk, uh, like that kind of darker-tinged folk that I really like. Mm-hmm. And by the time I went away to school, like that was the kind of music that I was really listening to a lot. And, you know, I can't say if I would have found it on my own. The White Stripes, I think, definitely led me there. You would have never found Blanche without the White Stripes. There's no, just, never. There's just no way, because the only reason that people listen to Blanche is because they listen to the White Stripes. It was more like I was listening to bands that I definitely got to because of them, but not so much them. I don't think the albums have held up as well as I as well as well I thought that they did. You know, when I was 13, I'm like, each of these songs, you know, they're all perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're not. There are a couple of brilliant albums. There are a couple of okay albums. Uh and all of them have great songs individually. I just don't think that they've objectively held up in the way that in a way that I wouldn't have thought, you know, as a 13-year-old. I'm wondering if I had heard them now without having the connection to them that I do, would I even like them? I I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I think I would find it derivative. But that's not to say that we still don't love and appreciate them because we do. Kat recognizes that Jack White is still doing some pretty awesome stuff, and 15 years later, the White Stripes still managed to make themselves a part of Kat's life and her career as a writer. So I still really appreciate what he's doing, like not even just musically, but Mm. in bringing that nostalgia that was such a part of the band kind of into how we listen to and create music. Like, I don't know if there's anybody doing that at the level that he's doing it, and I think that that's so important 
because I think that otherwise a lot of those traditions would be lost, whether it's a blues tradition or a way of recording or just, you know, I mean, he's largely responsible for like the vinyl revival. And I think that he's doing a lot of important work. I'm just not as interested in him musically as I was. So I guess when I do listen to them, like you said, it's for nostalgia. A lot of the time I'll listen to them if I'm writing about high school I, one of my, one of my rituals is that I I try to listen to the music that I would have been listening to at the time that I'm writing about. And they were such an undeniably large part of my high school soundtrack that they always show up. So what is your favorite White Stripes album? Probably Elephant. What is your favorite White Stripes song? Dead Leaves in the Dirty Ground. I like how we have the same answer so far. (laughs) (laughs) And if they were listening to this right now, what is one thing that you'd want to tell them? Jack White, you're a petty motherfucker. (laughs) I love you for it. I'd like to thank Kat for talking with me on this show and for every time she's ever called me from her bedroom, her car, her tennis practice, and her bathtub. Jack White's new record, Boarding House Reach, comes out March 23rd and is currently available for pre-order from Third Man Records. Thank you for listening to Fan of the Band. And if you liked what you heard, please give the show a good rating on iTunes. And never stop listening.